joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Conference Call. This call will provide an update of current runoff conditions as well as status updates from the Kansas City and Omaha districts. These calls will be held each Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time through the end of this month. These calls are only part of our efforts to communicate with Basin residents. We place all our, call, all our news releases on our website at www.nwd.usace.army.mil and on social media at NWDUSACE. We encourage the public to use these resources as well as our web app to get the latest information from the Corps, the National Weather Service, and other partner agencies. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, which includes levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE-NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute for this call. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. Our agenda for today is from the Readiness Contingency Office at the Northwestern Division, Mr. John Lehow. From the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, Mr. Kevin Lau. From the Missouri River Water Management Division, Mr. Mike Swenson. From the Kansas City District Water Management uh, team, Mr. Chris Perzer, uh, from Kansas City District Emergency Management, Mr. Judd Kneeben, and from the Omaha District Emergency Management, Mr. Matt Kraske. These updates will be followed by a question and answer session. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. I will turn the call over to you. John? Hey, thanks, Eileen, and good afternoon, everybody. I'm John Lehow, Chief of the Northwestern Division's Readiness and Contingency Operations which includes oversight of the region's levy rehab repair program. Both Omaha and Kansas City districts have largely transitioned to recovery support along the Missouri River Basin. Although, although the waters are higher than average for this time of the year, teams are gradually accessing damaged levees and assessing damages to the 850 miles of impacted levees within the region. We continue with what we call phase one of our recovery efforts, that is closing or repairing the breaches where the most critical infrastructure and population centers are at risk. For full repair efforts or phase two of our recovery support, we are developing project information reports or PIRs to develop repair strategies and determine the economic feasibility of repairing eligible levies. Of the 178 requests for rehabilitation assistance, we have thus far approved PIRs for 63 levy systems. These approved PIRs enable, enable us to request funding for subsequent engineering and design efforts. Our Omaha and Kansas City District representatives are on this phone call and will provide further details on the progress of recovery efforts. I'll be followed by Eileen, I believe you said the Weather Service, is that correct? Yes, we'll hand it to Kevin Lau. Thank you. Thanks, John. Kevin? Uh, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kevin Lau, and I'm with the National Weather Service Missouri Basin River Forecast Center located in Kansas City. Currently, we have ongoing flooding 
on the following rivers, in South Dakota, the James and the Big Sioux, in the state of Kansas, the Big Blue River above Tuttle Creek, the Wakarusa River, the Meridicene and Potawatomi Creek. And along the Missouri River itself, we have minor flooding from Nebraska City to the mouth, with the exception of three reaches, the Atchison to Kansas City Reach, the Jefferson City Reach, and the Washington-Missouri Reach. All three of those reaches are below flood stage. Looking out over the next seven days, the primary uh, area of concern is the uh, threat for heavy rain that exists uh, over the next 72 hours across extreme eastern Kansas and western Missouri. Aerial average accumulations over the next 72 hours could approach five inches in some locations. Last night, we had 20 reports of five plus inches over eastern Kansas, seven reports of seven inches or greater, and one report of over nine inches. And so we definitely could see the five plus amount over the next couple of days uh, over eastern Kansas and western Missouri. We are highly confident that heavy rains will hit the lower basin. However, the exact axis of the heavy rainfall, the location where the thunderstorms will set up, is still uncertain. Uh, and this, will con this concludes my comments until we have questions at the end of the call. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. And I will now hand it over to uh, Mike Swenson with Missouri River Water Management Division. Okay, thanks, Eileen. Uh, reservoir system storage is currently 68 million acre feet, 0.3 million acre feet above the base of the system's exclusive flood control zone. Water in storage has decreased about 0.4 million acre feet since last week, 11.9 million acre feet of the 16.3 million acre feet of total flood storage is occupied. Yesterday we posted an updated short range forecast or what is referred to as a three week forecast to our website. The forecast shows Gavin's Point releases will be held at 70,000 CFS into August to manage reservoir levels and continue evacuating water from the reservoirs. Fort Randall Reservoir is at elevation 1361.3. The reservoir continues to decline and is down 1.3 feet since last week. It is about six feet above its normal summer operating level. Releases from Fort Randall are currently 64,000 CFS and are expected to range from 64 to 66,000 over the next week. Big Bend releases will range from 53,000 to 54,000 over the next week. Oahe Reservoir is at elevation 1617, down two-tenths since last week. The reservoir is at the base of its exclusive flood control zone. Releases from Oahe are currently about 56,500 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate over the next week. Garrison Reservoir is at elevation 1851.7, down a half a foot since last week. The reservoir is 1.7 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases are forecast to remain at 46,000 CFS into August. Fourpeck Reservoir is at elevation 2246.2, down four-tenths of a foot since last week. The reservoir is 0.2 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases from Fort Peck are approximately 15,000 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate into August. 
We are now in the process of updating the long-range monthly runoff and reservoir forecasts. These should be finalized and posted to our website tomorrow. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and make any necessary release adjustments this summer and into the fall. Thank you. That concludes my update. I'll turn it back to Eileen. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Chris Perzer, were you able to join us? Star six to unmute your phone. Yes, I'm here now. Thank you. All right, great. Thanks, Chris. I'll hand it to you. Okay, doke. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, today I'm providing an update on uh, current reservoir conditions within the Kansas City District and water management decisions moving forward. While we are monitoring and operating all of our 18 district reservoirs, we are primarily focused on reservoirs in the Kansas Basin and the Osage Basin. We still have a significant amount of water stored in the 11 reservoirs located within these two river basins. Currently, the overall flood control volume in these two basins is 40% occupied. Conditions on the Missouri River at Waverly and at Herman continue to improve and allow for increased releases from the Kansas Basin and from Truman Reservoir. Kansas Basin conditions. As a whole, the, uh, the four reservoirs in the lower Kansas Basin are at 52% of their flood control storage uh, occupied. Uh, the following are this morning's reservoir conditions, uh, the percent of flood control pool occupied, and uh, what that percent was a week ago when we last reported. So Milford, currently it's 50%. A week ago it was 56%. Tuttle Creek, 49%, uh, unchanged from a week ago. Perry, 52%, down from 59% a week ago. Clinton, 55% down from 62% a week ago. While these percentages are improving, this represents pool elevations ranging from 18 feet above normal pool at Perry and Clinton to 40 feet above normal pool at Tuttle Creek. Milford and Tuttle Creek are both releasing 3,000 CFS today, down from the 12,000 CFS and the 25,000 CFS, respectively, last week. Perry and Clinton are both reduced to low flow this morning due to significant rains across their basins overnight. Both Milford and Tuttle Creek have evacuated their phase two flood control storage, are passing inflows to stabilize their pools until Perry and Clinton can evacuate water from last night's storms. Storms, as Kevin noted, are broadly forecast to occur over the next few days. Republican River Basin conditions. There are eight reservoirs above Milford in the Republican River Basin, of which Harlan County is the only Corps of Engineers project. The other seven reservoirs belong to the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation with Corps oversight and management of flood control storage. However, Harlan County is the only project with any significant flood storage to talk about. Harlan County is currently has 36% of its flood control pool occupied, down from 38% a week ago. Harlan County is currently releasing uh, 1,100 CFS, which began last week Friday. Flood control releases from Harlan County are managed in tandem with Milford downstream. Um, Osage Basin conditions. The following are this morning's reservoir conditions. The, their percent of flood control pool occupied 
this morning uh, and last week's uh, reported values. So Pomona, 24%, down from 35% a week ago. Melvern, 23%, down from 33% a week ago. Hillsdale, 38%, down from 48% a week ago. Stockton, 32%, down from 42% a week ago. Pomme de Terre, 28%, down from 38% a week ago. Truman, 35%, down from 48%. Truman is currently releasing 48,000 CFS, um, a decrease from 50,000 yesterday. This was done to accommodate increased inflows to Lake of the Ozarks and the possibility of storms that may impact either reservoir over the next few days. As soon as conditions permit, the intent is to return to 50,000 CFS releases out of Truman Reservoir. However, if conditions remain favorable, a decrease to 30,000 CFS will be necessary in the next two weeks as Truman approaches elevation 717.1, passing from Phase 2 flood control storage down to Phase 1 flood control storage. On the Kansas side of the Osage Basin, Melbourne, Pomona, and Hillsdale were all reduced to low flow in response to last night's rains. On the Missouri side of the Osage Basin, Palm de Terre and Stockton were unaffected by last night's rains. Their, release, their releases are unchanged from last week's reporting session. Palm de Terre is releasing approximately 3,000 CFS, while Stockton continues to generate uh, 24-7 um, which is approximately 6,000 CFS. Uh, it has been asked, uh, what are flows in the Missouri River at St. Joseph, Jefferson City, and Herman, and how much of the flows past these USGS gauge locations is unregulated runoff, and how much is from reservoir releases? It is worth remembering that reservoirs accomplish their flood control mission by receiving inflows as they arrive and holding them in storage while the downstream channel ebbs and flows with unregulated runoff. As the downstream unregulated runoff declines away, the reservoirs are then permitted to evacuate the flood storage they've accumulated. And so, unregulated inflows into the Missouri River below Gavin's Point continue to decline. Releases from the reservoirs within the Kansas City District have generally increased to their allowable limits uh, based on their guiding water control manuals. Consequently, as the total flow in the river has significantly reduced from what it was at the height of the flood event, the percent contribution from the reservoirs, uh, the regulated releases, has increased. So, St. Joseph, Missouri, uh, the USGS gauge there currently reports 109,000 CFS. That's comprised of 70,000 CFS from Gavin's Point, uh, and the remaining 39,000 is unregulated inflows. Jefferson City is currently uh, running 140,000 CFS. Again, that's comprised of 70,000 CFS from Gavin's Point uh, and, and approximately 49,000 CFS from uh, Kansas City District Tributary Reservoirs. The remaining 21,000 CFS uh, being unregulated inflows. Herman, Missouri, is currently running at 217,000 CFS. This 
is comprised of 70,000 CFS from Gavin's Point and approximately 120,000 CFS from Kansas City District tributary reservoirs. The remaining uh, 27,000 CFS being unregulated inflows. And that, uh, that concludes my comments. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. I will hand it to Jed Kenevan. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Jed Kenevan. I'm the Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, our Emergency Operations Center remains activated at level two partial activation. Uh, if you need assistance, please call us on our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-6320. Again, that number is 816-426-6320. If you leave your name, number, and a short message, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, to date, the district has received 104 requests for levy rehabilitation assistance, and 17 repair projects have been approved, and we have numerous damage assessments uh, and, and project information reports uh, in development. Uh, we continue to support pumping operations for several levy districts, and we continue to provide technical and direct assistance on an as-needed basis. Uh, today, we have been coordinating with stakeholders in Ottawa and Osawatomie, Kansas, uh, following heavy rain that fell overnight. Uh, we are providing Ottawa with several pumps to assist with localized flooding that is occurring. Uh, water levels are expected to remain at or above flood stage in many locations for the foreseeable future. Uh, please continue to pay attention to watches and warnings issued by the National Weather Service as conditions on the river could change quickly should heavy rainfall return uh, to our region. Thank you, and that concludes our remarks. Thanks, Judd. And uh, Matt Kratsky? Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks, Eileen. My name is Matt Kraske. I'm the Readiness Branch Chief in the Army Corps of Engineers Omaha District. To date, we have completed 10 initial breach closures within the Omaha District's area of operations. Since our last call, we've been able to achieve the initial closure on Levy L575B near Hamburg, Iowa. The contractor will remain on site for approximately another 30 to 45 days for remaining sand placement grading and then, of course, his demobilization operations. The objective of the repair, as mentioned before, is to increase the level of flood risk protection to approximately the 25-year level for this section of the L575 system until the system can be fully rehabilitated. Significant progress is also being made towards the closure of the northern breach of levy L550 between Watson and Rockport, Missouri. The, the contractor is currently running a day and a night shift, and to date approximately 210,000 cubic yards of material has been placed. Of particular interest at this project, approximately 70% of the equipment operators on site are local farmers, and one is one of our levy sponsors. The clay placement atop levy L611614 near Council Bluffs, Iowa, is about 90% complete. We expect to have this temporary in the breach closure completed by the middle of the month. The scope of work for the initial breach repair for levy L601 near Bartlett, Iowa, is 90% complete. The contractor is working on grading and shaping the sand berm. As stated previously, these initial repairs are directing at stopping the flow from the Missouri River into the area behind the levee system and providing an incremental level of flood risk management to the area. For regular updates on repair efforts to the flood control structures in the Missouri River Basin, visit the Omaha District System Restoration webpage at https 
colon forward slash forward slash www.nwo.usace.army.mil. Click on the red levy status updates on the left side of the page. There you can track status updates, view photos and videos, and also see which levies are not active in the Public Law 8499 program. Please assist us in communicating that life safety is always our primary focus in our efforts to repair the levy systems, and we continue to work with federal, state, and local emergency management agencies to ensure the public is aware of the continued safety risks associated with the damaged levies. We appreciate your assistance in spreading this message and sharing in our responsibility to keeping the public informed about the risks associated with levies. Thank you, and this concludes my comments. Thank you, Matt. All right, we'll move to our question and answer session. We'll start with questions from congressional delegation members, tribes, state, uh, local government officials, including levy sponsors, and then we'll move to the press. We'll field questions in alphabetical order by state. Be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Again, star six to unmute your phone. We'll start with the state of Iowa. Kansas? Missouri? Montana? Nebraska? North Dakota? South Dakota? Wyoming. All right, we'll move to the media. Again, uh, state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Star six to unmute your phone. State of Iowa. Kansas. Missouri. Yes, hello. Uh, this is David Lieb with the Associated Press. I had a question. Yeah, I had a question that I think is probably best directed to John, but if not, someone else can feel free to chime in too. Uh, during one of these calls back in June, I believe it was June 27th, uh, an estimate was given from the Northwestern Division that there was about one billion dollars of damage or repairs necessary to levees along the Missouri and Platte River flood basins. Uh, some time has passed. I am wondering if that is still the best number to use or if there is a better number we should be using for the damage estimates to levies uh, in your division there. Hi, uh, good. Hey, this is John Lehow, Roger. Uh, so, yes, the number is still about $1 billion. It's actually a, a little over a billion, but uh, a billion is still the running estimate we're running we're going with. And uh, my best in describing that is to the Missouri and Platte River basins, or is there a better description I should be attaching to that? So, yes, it's for the the entire uh, levy rehab effort across the entire um, Missouri River Basin. That includes the Platte. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks, David. Do you have any other questions? 
No, I don't. All right, thank you. Uh, any other questions from media in the state of Missouri? Again, sir, uh, yes, this is uh, Sharkey with the Mountain City News. Mountain City News. What was your name again? I'm sorry. Dennis Sharkey. Dennis. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm not sure this week who my question's for, but I think I remember somebody talking a couple weeks ago about hurricane season coming up and um, how that might compete for some of the dollars um, that the levy repairs are competing with. Can, is there anybody that can speak to that? John Lehow? Yes, this is John Lehow. Yes, I mentioned that in a, in a couple of my comments. Uh, and. There's no competing funds at this time. However, when hurricane season does uh, come into full force, which will be probably around early uh, September, late late August timeframe, we use the same type of funds that for uh, hurricane response that we use for levy rehab. Uh, I drew that for attention purposes, uh, competing demands for, for limited funds. No impacts at this time. Over. Um, do, do you anticipate there being any problems? This, I mean, I don't know if there's been any forecast or anything for the season. Uh, at this time, I don't anticipate. Uh, our dialogue with our headquarters is, is very good, uh, and I know they're working uh, feverishly and trying to make sure that there's enough funding for for our levy rehab purposes and other um, uh, river basins as well that are experiencing floods. So I don't anticipate any issues at this time, but I did. I wanted to draw attention to it because it is a limited amount. Over. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, Dennis. Any other questions? Uh, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, again, State of Missouri, star six to unmute your phone. Media. Do you have any other questions from the State of Missouri? Okay, we'll move to Montana. Nebraska. Yeah, this is Nancy from the World Herald. Hey, Nancy. Hey. Hey, this is for Kevin Lau. So, Kevin, um, you were talking about um, is there, what, what's the expectation that the forecast, the, the location of the, of the heaviest rain would shift? What's the expectation of that? How certain are you of location? Yeah, that's so. My folks here tell me that uh, with each uh, meteorological uh, model run, the axis seems to be heading uh, in a westward direction. Um, so, what that tells me is that uh, we really don't know uh, exactly where it's going to set up, uh, but it will set up somewhere in eastern Kansas or western Missouri tonight. Okay, because it looks like it's already drifted a little bit west from last night, right, the forecast? That is correct. You are correct, yes. And so I was looking at the um, um, flood forecast for the whole Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, Iowa area. Is this rainfall factored into it yet? Because I'm not seeing any rivers go above any real serious flood stage. Yes, uh, the first 24 hours is. Um so what you saw uh, coming out of our office this morning uh, would have included uh, the anticipated rain through tomorrow uh, early morning. So we do, uh, with this morning's uh, forecast, for instance, we expect uh, a few locations in the Osage Basin to rise above flood stage. 
Okay. And then just generally for you in the Kansas City Corps, is there any worries? I mean, is there any part of the basins that you guys are worried about or how this is going to impact the Missouri River? And that's my final question. Thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Chris, did you have a response to that one as far as um, effects to the reservoir storage or basin in your area? Hi, Eileen. I, uh, we were watching with interest, of course, and we made some gate closures at our reservoirs this morning in response to the rains overnight. So, you know, we are, we'll be we're, we're, we're alert. We've got a lot more capacity in our reservoirs now than we had three weeks ago. So uh, the runoff from last night's event is something we can accommodate uh, into our reservoirs. There was a lot of rain that fell downstream of the reservoirs that's going to be unregulated flows past you know, the city of Ottawa and, and points downstream in the Osage Basin. So, um, but our reservoirs, if the rains fall upstream of them in the Osage Basin, can, uh, will you know, stand ready to assist. So that's, that's all I have to say. Thanks, Chris. Nancy, did that cover it? Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Nancy. Any other media from the state of Nebraska? Start six to unmute. Okay. North Dakota. South Dakota. Wyoming. Any national press or final questions before we adjourn? Okay. Our next call will be held same time, 3 p.m. August 8th, and we will we appreciate your participation today. We'll talk to you then. Thank you.